Welcome to The Breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis. Dr. Jasmine Booker is a board-certified emergency medicine physician with over 10 years of experience, and she's here to tackle the questions you have regarding your health and wellness. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only. All healthcare decisions must be made by you with your doctor. Now you're checked in. The Breakdown starts now. Hey guys, this is Dr. Jasmine Bookert, also known as Dr. Jazz. Do you want to feel empowered and more knowledgeable about your medical care? On the breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis, I give you real talk information about common medical issues. Check in with me to have an amazing and fun experience while learning more about your health. Join me now. Hey everyone, Dr. Jazz here bringing you a new episode of The Breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis. So remember the purpose of The Breakdown is to take a diagnosis and essentially break it down into simpler terms so you guys can understand. The topic today is not a diagnosis, but a way to prevent a diagnosis. So we're going to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine. I have a special guest here to chat it up with me about this topic. He is a fellow emergency medicine physician, one that I know very well since we did residency together in New Orleans. Please welcome Dr. Lee Peoples. Hey, Dr. Booker. How's it going? It is going fabulous. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Good to be with you on your new podcast. This is exciting. Thank you. Thank you. It is. It is exciting. New and exciting. So Dr. Peoples is a board certified emergency medicine physician. He currently serves the greater New Orleans and Gulf Coast region. So once again, welcome to the breakdown. Let's start off since we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccines. So number one, have you received your vaccine? I have. I am fully vaccinated at this point. Um, and I went with the Pfizer vaccine, and I've had both doses. So I should be um, up to my 95% um, effective vaccination towards COVID-19. Fingers excellent. Crossed. Yes, excellent. We do. We keep, we're keeping everything that is, is, is going to work out, going to prevent us from uh, either developing COVID or at least just having some mild symptoms. So... Did you have any concerns before you took the vaccine? When you heard the vaccine was coming out, you know, we're about to get approval, emergency approval. Were you concerned um, about anything concerning the vaccine? Um, I can't say that I had any, any significant concerns. Um, by the time December rolled around and it was um, coming up on the time for me to get vaccinated, I had sort of looked into the research process behind um, behind the mRNA vaccines, which are the um, the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, and I looked at the um, at the at the at the um, test that they had done and the and, and determined that it was both safe and efficacious, and felt it was pro- appropriate to go ahead and get vaccinated. Okay. Well, I received the Pfizer vaccine as well. I was a little bit um, delayed in receiving my first dose um, just due to uh, illness, not COVID, but um, I had to wait um, until that had completely resolved. So I was originally scheduled 
to receive my first dose. I believe it was December 21st. I know it was just a few days before Christmas. Um, and so then I had to wait. So I received my first dose, uh, January 15th, 2021. And yesterday I received my second dose. So I'm not, I don't have my full, um, I'm not at 95%. Give me, give me two weeks. Give me two weeks. How are you feeling? I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, I will say the first go around, um, I had a little body ache, a little arm soreness the next day. This time I had arm soreness first and then probably maybe a little bit last night, um, felt a little muscle ache, a little headache. And that's pretty much what I have today. Nothing that's keeping me, you know, down that would prevent me from doing my normal activities. But I mean, I noticed just a little bit um, of difference, but no fever, no, you know, significant um, um, symptoms from it. So I'm doing good. I'm excited. I'm glad that I finally um, have gotten both doses. Uh, most of my colleagues have already, they're fully, they're at your 95%, you know, fully vaccinated. So I'm um, a little bit last on the totem pole as far as ER doctors. Um, but tell me, did what was your main reason why you took the vaccine? Why do you feel like it's important to take the vaccine? Well, I think it's I think it's pretty simple. Um, we this is the biggest pandemic that we've experienced in several generations, and it has thrown the entire world into a tizzy, um, and particularly here in our own country, and. Um, I didn't just take it for myself and for my own health and my own safety, but I took it um, for the health and safety of others. This is a highly communicable disease. It's super capricious and unpredictable, and it has um, just just taken um, the effects that it's had on all of us. I think it's incumbent on on myself, um, you as a physician, and then everyone in the population to do all that we can um, to eradicate this disease. And the only way we're going to do that is by having a very robust vaccination program. And so I see this as, as a means to an end, and that end being the eradication of COVID-19. And the eradication of COVID-19 will, will hopefully bring about um, some return to normalcy I don't think we'll ever get back to the state of normal, what we consider to be normal before the pandemic, but um, hopefully it will get us back to what will be a new normal. A new normal. Yeah, that's my that's my key phrase. I always tell people we're not going back to normal, but we're going to I go back not. to a exactly uh, a new normal. I'm, I'm ready for a new normal because my normal I, I was I might have been struggling a little bit. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm ready for a new normal, but I agree wholeheartedly about. Um, your reasons and thought process for taking the vaccine. Um, that's pretty much what I explained to, you know, I feel like our colleagues, those that work in medicine who have seen patients firsthand, it, it, they know why you need to take the vaccine. Um, right. But I think for, you know, the average person who, yes, COVID has affected their life, but maybe not directly, you know, witnessing someone who has COVID. Um, they may not have lost a family member, uh, or a friend or anyone that they know personally that has, um, you know, died from COVID. But I think, you know, I try to tell people that you have to see the bigger picture and think outside of yourself. Yes, you may, you know, um, have COVID and 
don't have any significant problems or issues. But it's not just about you. It's about who you are around, who you're exposed, exposing yourself to, um, and also who you're being exposed to. So I think what people have to think about is we have to do this for ourselves, but for everyone else as well. Because if only a small percentage of people get vaccinated, then we're not going to eradicate this. Um, right. We're still going to have the same, <laughs> the right. same there, problem. So there are multiple components to us doing away or putting putting this pandemic behind us. Um, a a a strong uh, mask and social distancing program is still a they're still a part of this. Um, myself personally, just because I'm fully vaccinated and I've been fully vaccinated for a month now, um, that does not mean that I'm still going out there. Um, in the community and acting like I am somehow above it all, it's still incumbent on me to mask up and social distance and do all of those things until we get way more people vaccinated than we than we have vaccinated right now. Um, you know, it's my hope and my prayer that we'll get there. Um, I, I I don't think we can get there soon enough. But Correct. Only, only time will tell. Yes. And that's an important, important point that you bring up um, that I think people are like, okay, I get my vaccine and I'm flying, you know, to Mexico the next day. Um, So, you know, this is a long haul process, which is what is frustrating for a lot of people is they want a magic quick fix. So there's not a magic quick fix. Um, You know, you do need to get vaccinated, but you still have to be responsible. You still have to social distance. You still have to wear your mask. Me personally, I I don't know. I kind of like wearing my mask. It hides my my facial expression. So I I kind of look. It does have have its benefits. Yeah, I I, I may still want to. I mean, even when this is over, I mean, especially, you know, I I may just keep the mask on. I I have no problem with it. So, you know, I think I think one of and that's it's funny that you mentioned that. But, you know, we have a we have a flu season every every year. And one of the things that we've noticed with with, you know, having the the COVID-19 um, pandemic running concurrently with this um, flu season that we're in right now is that we're not seeing a whole lot of the flu. Yes. And a lot of people aren't realizing that, but the reason why we aren't seeing so much flu is because so many people are wearing masks and washing their hands and social distancing. And the flu is a, is a much weaker virus um, as far as um, how, uh, how, how, how easy it's transmitted and how, how, how robust it is at, at making people sick. Um, it's much less so than COVID-19. And so just with what we've been doing to, 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 to ward off COVID-19, it's basically done away with the flu for this flu season. So one, one thing that's going to change for me personally is that next year or every year going down the road, when I see that flu is ramping up, I'm probably going to start wearing... Wearing, wearing that mask. Wearing, wearing that mask every flu season. You know, my, maybe not the whole flu season, but, you know, we, we, we have good, we do a pretty decent job with epidemiology in this country when it comes to the flu. And so we know, and I know you know, we know when we're seeing spikes in the flu. Right. Um, we get that data, and we get that data um, pretty quickly. And so in the future, when I start seeing that we're, we're having ramping, ramps, you know, increasing, increasing numbers of, of flu patients, I'm probably going to start whipping those masks out and, and wearing them out and about because, you know, I don't want to be sick with any with anything if I can help it. 
Um, exactly. And the, the flu is no, nothing to, oh, to sneeze at. So I had the flu. Um, it's a good point. I just was talking to some of the nurses about, I said, you know what? I haven't seen a flu patient. I feel like in six months or so. Right, right. Um, and then even then it was, you know, maybe one or two, but it wasn't the normal that um, we're usually seeing um, throughout the, the fall winter. But I actually had the flu in February, 2020, right before the pandemic started. Um, and I, I tested myself, so it was flu A. I was flu A positive, mm-hmm. but um, it you know I felt definitely felt bad. I started having symptoms on the shift, um, and you know fever, body aches, all those things. And I was just like, whew, I just have to make it through this shift. You know, I can get home, but right. you know what I what at least from what I can imagine is that the flu is bad, and definitely people die from the flu, and there are issues with the flu, but. I can only imagine, number one, I get my flu vaccine every year. So, you know, the flu, I could have had worse symptoms probably if I didn't get the vaccine. Potentially, yes. Right. And then also I'm like, man, the way people compare how they have felt with the flu with COVID has been no comparison. So I'm like, if I felt that bad with the flu, I don't want to get COVID. You know, I don't want to even take the chance. So. Like I said, and, and I, I might be that basic, doctor. Just look at the basic <laughs> number of hospitalizations of, of right. basic flu season versus what's happened um, with COVID-19. These are two different bugs. Two, two different animals they, going on they, here. They're, they're two different things. And, and what makes COVID-19 uh, so much more dangerous is the broad constitution of symptoms that it causes. Um, Everything, everything is COVID. Everything, everything is COVID. Everything could potentially be COVID. And that's scary. That's scary that you have something that could cause extremely mild symptoms. But even those people who have the milder symptoms are, are capable of transmitting the virus to other people. And to have that and, and it be so easily transmissible um, throughout the population it's been a it's been a terrifying thing to deal with. Why that's been again? That's why it's so important that we do everything that we can to convince everyone that that we can that they should get vaccinated, um, not just for themselves but for all of us. Yes, yes, it, that is that is very true. And I'm being very honest and real when I say everything is COVID because <laughs> you have patients come in with nothing that seems like it would be related to COVID, and either. I just say, let's just swab you for COVID. Or they may ask, you know, right. let, can you just check me while I'm here? Everybody's COVID. Everybody's right. COVID positive. It's, it's you know, out it's out there. And, and the, saying, the, the, saying, you know, the virus, the virus is out there. And it, it is, is out there. there. And, it, and it's still out there despite, yeah, I, and I get it. People are exhausted. Of Tired. This. We're at the point now where we have been doing this for an entire year. And just the, the, the high level of stress that, that this, this pandemic has brought into everyone's lives. You know, where I remember when it first started, you know, running around trying to find cleaning supplies. Because, oh. you know, I don't just stock up on Lysol and keep things like that in my in my house. The and toilet so, paper. I mean, I, so I was I was okay <laughs> with that, but I, I was like I was a little panicked about 
having Lysol and things. Wait a minute. Which you were you were okay. Absurd. You were okay without having the toilet paper? No, because I had plenty of toilet paper. Oh, okay. So See, I, I, I was caught off a little guard, just, you know. Sort of, a, sort of a side note. I well, you have all of those kids. Yeah, I got six folks you, in this house. You, you know, <laughs> we go through toilet need, paper like what? I just, need, <laughs> I just need one Sam's one Sam's run a year, and that's enough TP and paper towels for me. Right. Year. Right. It's just me. You have you have you know thirty people in there, so you, need, <laughs> you probably get toilet paper every every man you know, at least once a month. I was stressing on the toilet paper. I said, yeah. "Look, I, it's too many bottoms around here." You have, Look, you have to ration it out. Hey, you get three, <laughs> right. three, 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 three squares. Three squares. That's, that's all you indeed. get right now. That's I'm indeed. telling you. And look, you see, I see the twins. They they balling. Uh uh-uh. uh. No no no. Wrap that back on that roll because we. <laughs> We have to conserve around tough here. It's tough times. Tough, tough times. times. Tough times. Yes, but no. So, yeah, I think we have given some good, um, our thought processes and uh, ideas and our reasons for getting the vaccine. So, I want to jump into some of the myths that are out there about COVID-19 vaccines. Um, and these are, this is a very short list because there's a lot of them out there. Um, there, I, I, are, I, there are a few. Yes, myths, conspiracy theories, whichever you want to call them, they are out there. And this is becoming uh, the issue with people getting the vaccine because a lot of people are reading this information and they are taking this for face value. So we just want to put a couple of them out there and try to dispel them. So one, you can get COVID from the vaccine. So we we knew that was coming. Uh. <laughs> we knew that was coming. So it's the, just, it's the old, it's the same old adage that goes with the influenza vaccine. Exactly. I, mean, I don't like to get the flu shot. I, I, I get time, the flu. I got, that one time I got the flu shot. <laughs> I got the flu. I got the flu. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So we just want to clarify: you are not getting COVID nineteen, the disease, from the vaccine. This is not. This vaccine is not a live virus. As most people have heard, it is an mRNA um, vaccine, and there is no risk of getting the disease by getting vaccinated. So we just want to put that out there. It's the same issue that you have with the flu vaccine. You are having an immune response. You are not getting the disease. This is your body developing the antibodies to fight off this right. virus the this next is, time so you get exposed to, just to break it down and this is how break I like it down explain. this is how I, this is how i like to explain it to, to patients because this is the breakdown you know the breakdown this is the breakdown so um what the vaccine is doing and this is both the mrna vaccines which are the um moderna and the pfizer but also the um the newer one that's coming on coming out you know start, start, going to start rolling out here soon the johnson and johnson so they are basically created by science to trick your body into developing immunity to one small portion of the coronavirus so that your immune system will attack that portion of the coronavirus. Um, it's uh, uh, Everyone hears of the spike protein, and that's what these, these vaccines are, are targeted towards. It is to create cause your body to create an immune response so that when it identifies and sees that spike protein, should you come into contact with COVID-19, your immune system attacks that. Um, and that particular spike protein is what the coronavirus uses to get into your cells. And so it, it's a very vulnerable point on the virus. And so 
having your, um, your immune system attack that portion of the virus basically renders it harmless. And so good that's, explanation. How it, that's how it works. Yes. That's a good explanation. And um, it's important for people to um, understand how the vaccine works because like I said, I think a big reason why people are not getting the vaccine is in their mind, well, I'm getting the virus, so I'm going to get sick and I don't want to have, you know, that illness. So that's number one. So another one that, of course, is out there is COVID-19 will alter your DNA. So folks, I think, are out there thinking that the vaccine is going to cause you to grow an extra toe or something. It's going to cause some mutation in your cells. And I mean, even at the hospital, a lot of the nurses like that didn't take it are like, okay, when y'all grow those extra finger and toes, um, we're going to be sitting here watching. And I'm like, okay. Which which, was just sort of, and that, that, that is indicative of just how significant of a problem misinformation can be because these are people who are in the hospital setting, who are healthcare providers who have seen what this pandemic has done but yet and still are distrustful of of the of the vaccines right and you know if it's difficult to get through to those people who have some background in science and have some knowledge of of this disease imagine how difficult it, it can be to get through to people who don't have it's a wrap uh, their background it makes right. it so difficult yeah. So difficult. Yes. So let's just clarify. The vaccine does not enter your cells. It is not altering your DNA. Okay. It is not altering your DNA. It's entering your cells. It is doing that. But well, it is not, it is yes. Not, it is not altering Not, your al- not entering the DNA. cells and causing any issues no. uh, with your actual DNA. With your, with your personal DNA. Right. That's not, that's not a thing. That's not, it's not that's a thing. Not, that's not how the vaccines work. Right. So next on the list was you don't need the vaccine if you've already had COVID-19. So that, yes, (laughs) that's another ant. So that was a big one um, as well. A lot of people are thinking that they have a, I don't know if they're thinking that they have a lifelong um, immunity or they're just thinking I'm good for at least, you know, a year. Um, But from what the CDC and, you know, other studies have shown that, you may have some natural immunity for maybe like 90 days after you had um, an infection. But after that, the truth is, the truth you're is full we just game. Don't know. And, and, and just, really, just, that's an estimate, right? Yeah. Um, I know I've, I've spoken with some patients who have contracted the, the virus and, and then they've been in some um, antibody test testing programs where they've uh, continued to follow them and test their um, test, whether or not they have the, the antibodies to the virus and, those have waned, and in some people, they've even disappeared. And so if they've disappeared, that means that that person is now susceptible to contracting the virus again, which is why it's so important to, um, to uh, get vaccinated, even if you've, if you've contracted the virus. Exactly. Um, and then we still don't know how long the vaccines are lasting. This might be something right. that turns into an annual or twice annual um, injection. Um, only time's going to tell with that. The research studies are, are being done, um, and we don't, you know, there's just no data on that at this point. But we'll see. Right. Only, too will, too early. Find out. Too early in the game. Um, I think that it'll probably be kind of like the flu vaccine. You got to get it 
every year or like you say it may be more frequent but hopefully it can be a once a year um vaccine and um it'll kind of be set up that way where you have to get it once a year so hopefully, hopefully it just go ideally ideal situation is that it just goes away if we get we get if we get a large portion of the worldwide po- population vaccinated and it no longer has uh vectors for uh for transmission and the vectors being human beings uh, <laughs> yes. because we're all because we're all vaccinated then maybe it will just disappear and go away fingers crossed on that but again we will we'll, we'll know it when we get there exactly um number 4 is that there is a microchip in the vaccine i don't have anything to expand that's that's nonsense and and that that goes into the same category as um, certain people are weary of taking the vaccine and are super skeptical just because the development of the vaccine uh, began in earnest during the last administration. Um, right. And what I have to tell people is Joe Biden did not invent or create the coronavirus vaccines. Donald Trump did not um, create develop the coronavirus vaccines science did that right scientists not poli- did, not, scientists did that not yes, politicians not politicians um, and it, i i know some i know quite a few scientists um i've done some research in my past as well and trust me the people sitting in la- laboratories with their pipette men um <laughs> not the pipettes are are, are, are are not involved in in any type of government conspiracy uh around around vaccines right uh and i think we have to try to respect uh science and the scientists right so these folks are i mean what they're giving their life and their work to is trying to develop vaccines or treatments or cures for diseases um so they, they definitely are not um being swayed by right. the politics of it. Right. This yeah, is, yeah. I mean, these are the super smart, you know, beyond what we could even imagine folks who right. are, are on these teams. So, right. you know, we the have time, to respect time, that. Is, the times person of the year at the end of this year <laughs> should definitely be scientists. Just, exactly. Just broad All of them. Scientists. Exactly. Um, because that's who's ultimately going to save us. And I, I, I consider myself more of a practitioner than a scientist. I know some science, but trust me, I am not doing any research um, outside of reading research articles that are generated by the scientists. Um, and I trust them and rely on what they do, um, just like people rely and trust on me when they come to their emergency department having chest pain to diagnose them with the heart attack if they're having that. You know, that's my role. and. I believe the role of the scientists is to do what they've been doing, and that's to do science and to come up with um, these vaccines, which they have done. And these vaccines um, so far have proven to be extremely safe, extremely efficacious for fighting coronavirus, fighting COVID-19. And that's what we need. That's what we need at this, at this time, at this moment. We need good vaccines to fight this virus. 
so that you know so that we can get back on these airplanes and get on these trips to Mexico. I mean, I want to go to Tulum like everybody <laughs> else. I want to go to the beach. Um, I want to drink one of the drinks out of a uh, cut open pineapple with one of them little um, umbrellas up in it. I want right. to do all of the things. Right. I want to go. Listen, I want to go to the club and pop it too. And I'm old. I don't, and I really don't want to go to the club and pop it. But you know what? I want the option. The, the option. option, yeah, I'm about to say, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to the club and, and popping it, not, but un, until I want the get, option. Until we get this under control, no, you sir. won't see me near anyone's club. I, I'm not dining inside of your restaurant. I'll get a little takeout and bring it to the house. But Thank you. Know, it's just you. Like, I, I, it's, we're not there yet. We're Folks there. have been running back to these restaurants, and I'm like, really? This is the one spot where people don't have the mask on. I'm yeah. like... What are we doing? And that's so they, a, that's and, they, and they loosen restrictions sometimes. So like here in New Orleans, the mayor, uh, Mayor Cantrell, um, and the city, they they loosen restrictions. I think like a week ago, and then last weekend, I live in the French Quarter. So last weekend, it may as well have been like there was no pandemic. Right. And so that just led her to shut because because Mardi Gras shut it up, down. She shut it down. Yeah, I saw that she list for Mardi Gras. I said, "Ooh, shut it y'all, down. y'all, y'all not doing nothing." They, they are fencing off the 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 free space beneath the the overpass <laughs> because you know no second line ain't going on down oh, there. You, you wild out in, <laughs> that's a lot of space to wild out in. in I'm world. telling that, you, that I've I've, I've been I've, I've been there. I've oh, been man. on the underpass. <laughs> So I understand. Oh man, yeah. So we we understand that folks have some concerns and there are some myths and conspiracy theories out there. But um, do your research, ask questions, ask your providers. Don't just go off of something that you read on the internet or somebody has told you that they read on the internet. Um. So just real quickly, um discussing allergic reactions to the vaccine. So have you had any patients or anybody come in with an allergic reaction from the vaccine? I, I personally have not. I have not seen anyone who's had an allergic reaction to the vaccine. And um, none of my colleagues, none of my colleagues have, have as well. Yes, me either. Um, I haven't had a patient. Uh, no one that I know of um, had a true allergic reaction. So that's one thing I want to clarify because people think, oh, because I had a fever, that's an allergic reaction. People, no. Yes, people people are confusing immune responses to yes. allergic reactions, and no. Um, right. If you get a little bit of a fever, you should that should make you feel good. You should, you should, I know. I was I was hoping like, I, I got that fever. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, I feel my body just making, you know, that component of those little spike proteins, and I just feel feel my little immune system just. Exactly. You want a little. You want to feel a little bad after you yes, get your vaccine, because if not, you're like, did they put water in me or I wanna, what? I want to know. I wanna know it's <laughs> exactly. So that's that's the main thing is to clarify. You know, if you have fever, chills, body aches, headaches, whatever the case, that is not an allergic reaction. That is your body having an immune response to the vaccine. Allergic reaction is when you're having true, you know, respiratory distress. Um, you know, a, a, a regular allergic reaction, you could have a rash, hives, those type of things, but then you can develop into full anaphylaxis where it's like your whole circulatory system is collapsing, right? So these are right. the folks that, you know, might have to put a tube down to help them breathe or something like that. 
But that is on the extreme portion of having an allergic reaction. Um, but just to clarify, there is a difference in allergic reaction and immune response. So don't think, oh, well, I had a fever or I had body aches, so I can't take the vaccine anymore. Or I don't go back and get my second dose. Because I've heard a lot of people saying that. They felt bad on the first dose or had like a little, you know, ache or something. And they're like, oh, I had a reaction. I'm not going back for the second dose. That is not an allergic reaction, folks. Let's just be clear. Not an allergic reaction. So get the vaccine unless you do have. Now, if you have a history of, you know, severe reactions with vaccines or you have a history of uh, severe allergic reactions with certain medications or foods. Now, you have to discuss this with a provider who can right. kind of guide you on whether you should or should not. Right. But for talk the average your, person, yes, talk, talk to, to your, your provider. Doctor, uh, talk to someone in your community um, and and just make sure you make an informed decision and i think if 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 your listeners will look at the research um look at the science behind these vaccines talk to their providers um they'll be convinced that this is this is the right thing to do exactly um so let's move on to just talking about the vaccines that are out there so we have talked about pfizer and moderna um those are the the first two that came out um in uh, the U.S. and those are the ones that everybody's trying to get right now. Right. Um, so we know that those are two doses. Um, you know, Pfizer within 21 days, give or take, and then Moderna within 28 days, give or take. But now we have Johnson and Johnson coming. So a lot of people are excited because it is a one dose uh, right. vaccine, um, which I think is great as far as compliance because I know that. If I have to remind myself, I put it on my calendar. Okay, when is my second dose? Well, a lot of people are going to miss that second dose. Compliance is going to be part of the issue um, with getting everybody vaccinated. So what do you think about Johnson & Johnson, about you know some of the things that you've read and um, learned about it? I mean, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, it presents another opportunity for us to get more people vaccinated. We need to be getting more shots into arms and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, allows us to do that. Um, it's a different type of vaccine compared to the Pfizer and the Moderna. Um, it's an adenovirus-based vaccine. And it's an adenovirus that's carrying um, DNA as opposed to um, messenger RNA. Uh, and, and so DNA and the adenovirus is a much more stable uh, type of particle. And that makes it easier to deliver as a vaccine. Um, it does not require the, um, the ultra cool storage and transport um, media that, um, that the mRNA vaccines require. And so be that as it is, that means that we should be able to roll out the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to you know more areas that are unable to have the ultra cool temperature um, freezers and equipment, um, and so I think, like I said, I think that allows us to to get it out to more people. Definitely, um, yeah. So I think the the one dose uh, will be a game changer, and I think, like you said, the um, storage 
um, less storage restrictions on how you have to store it. And uh, I presume since it doesn't have to be stored in that same manner, you know, part of the issue with Pfizer and Moderna is once you, once it's unthawed, you 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 have have to use it. it. So, you you know, a lot of places are having issues because, they didn't have enough people and they right. don't want try not to waste this, there's you know, whole, vaccine. There's a whole cottage. I don't want to call it a cottage industry, <laughs> but there is a whole movement out there and they're calling, they're calling them dumpster doses mm. of people who are, because, you know, there's a, um, for, for, for the fact that we're discussing this, because we know that there are a lot of people out there who are skeptical about getting the vaccine. There are a whole lot of people who are clamoring for this vaccine because they realize that this is the opportunity that we have to get, to get our lives back. Um, And they are waiting in lines, going and waiting in lines at four o'clock in the morning outside of, you know, outside of vaccination sites, just in hopes that at the end of the day, when all of the scheduled vaccinations have been completed, if there's extra vaccine that needs to be administered because it is at a risk of going bad or having to be destroyed because there's no arm to put it in, there are people who are waiting in these exorbitant, exorbitantly long lines just for the opportunity to potentially get a vaccine. And that's, you know, hats off to them. I can't imagine doing that, but it's something that a lot of people are doing. I have friends who have done that and have been successful in getting a vaccine, but they've mm-hmm. really put in... And, and I mean, it's just a shame that in the United States of America, the U.S. of A. That's in, what you have to in do. The, <laughs> in the year of 2021. Yes. We are strapping people to rockets and shooting them into space. And there is a space station where people are living on it. So we have we can do that. But we're having difficulty with getting vaccines to people. And we have, you know, we have people waiting in lines for 14 and 15 and 16 hours for the possible so that they might get a vaccine. There's a chance that they might not. And that's just wild to me. We need to get it together. Yes. Distribution. That's that's the that's the key part right there. Got the vaccines, but we can't get it out to the people. So, um, yes. Um, okay, so uh, another one on the list is AstraZeneca. Um, so I know the UK uh, has been using uh, AstraZeneca. Um, you know, I'm just not too sure about, um, I guess, with the effectiveness. I mean, it's showing good effectiveness in their trials. Um, I have heard maybe a little bit of question over whether it is, I guess, not enough information about people over 64 years of age um so i know germany was saying that they would not use it their guidelines are are like from 18 to 64 so i think probably maybe a little bit more evaluation i guess we have to see what our our evaluations fda and all that um feel here and we don't even have good studies here on, on on you have to think about our current vaccines and 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 children oh yeah for children now important a very important part they play an important role in, in this, and we just don't know. We haven't, we don't have have, have much data yet on, on the vaccine. And that's going to be a hard one because they're doing those those, those, those studies are in process now, right? Uh, and hopefully, we'll start to see get some results from those in the in the coming months, um, so that we can, you know, prove that 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 the vaccines are safe and safe, right? In the, in the pediatric and the um, Tween population as well, yeah, so that we can start yeah, vaccinated also. 
Right. Yeah, definitely. The kids definitely have to have more studies. I guess I was just a little bit uh, concerned with the AstraZeneca. As far as, like I said, I don't know the data um, wholeheartedly, but just from the information that um, um, came out of some of the uh, the Germany evaluation is the fact that, well, we know that those over 64 are, are high risk um, patients. So I'm a little I guess maybe they just didn't have enough people to enroll. I'm not sure if people dropped out of the study, but why their study um, didn't have enough participants in that age category, because that's the category that we are highly concerned about. So that's just something to kind of watch. I think AstraZeneca may not even be approved until later, probably this spring in the U.S. So there'll probably be some changes. So something to look out for. um, Just keep your mind. But Johnson & Johnson is looming. We'll be here soon, it Johnson appears. So be, Johnson & Johnson should be rolling out in the coming weeks. Right. And I think that that's an opportunity like, to just hit off. Just, I mean, every new vaccine that we can get um, that is proven to be effective and safe uh, gets us closer and closer to where we want to be with getting as many people vaccinated as quickly as we can. Uh, the, the president has has set a, a goal of 100 million in 100 days. I don't know where we are um, yet in achieving that goal, but my goodness, that's ambitious, but that's not the type of ambition that should be beyond what we're capable of uh, living up to here in this these United States of America in the year 2021. My goodness, <laughs> get it together. We gotta get it together. Yes, yes. Uh... That's always my phrase. It is 20 now. It's, it's, it's 20, 2021. 20, 20, 20, like, what is going on? What is happening? Um, so I implore everybody, as soon as you get the opportunity to get yes. yourself a vaccine, whether it be the Pfizer, the Moderna, Moderna, the Johnson & Johnson, down the road AstraZeneca, if that's proven to be safe and effective, whatever it may be, if, if, if someone comes up with a, a vaccine and they name it, uh, Mitch the rusty. You can name, it, name <laughs> it what you want. If it's proven to be safe and effective, you need to go roll those sleeves up uh, and and let them hit you with it. Exactly. Let, let, let it hit you. And I think another point too is I hope with Johnson and Johnson that allows um, the states to in uh, different cities to lift some of the restrictions that they have because one of the issues are. You know, I know my husband, he's been wanting to get the vaccine, but he doesn't meet any of the qualifications, right? He's not in right. the category that they're right. trying to vaccinate right now. Right. Um, but I really think that, I mean, definitely we want to get our high risk groups. But you, when you think about it, I mean, you have your 20, let's say, to 40 year olds. They're probably the ones that's out and about the most. Right. So I, I think we have to start at some point. We have to start getting everybody that's uh, you know that is uh proven to be safe to receive the vaccine vaccinated so hopefully with more vaccines out there uh, more options then it will allow for some of those groups who are not in that high risk category to go ahead and get the vaccine right yeah so that's important um so we have a couple of questions from um our listeners um so we kind of address this one so you know people always at least the questions that i get is is pfizer or moderna better um, and should I wait to get a particular vaccine? So I always emphatically say, no, do not wait for a particular one. Whichever one is available. Whichever um, one is available, go and get it. Right. I, I, when I went to go get mine, for some reason, they had my name was listed with Moderna. 
and it was in the computer. So of course that was just a big technical thing, right? Because they only had Pfizer there. And I was like, well, do you have the Moderna? Just give me the Moderna. I'm fine. I don't care which one. Just give me whatever, you know, if I need to match up with whatever's in the computer, give that to me. And they're like, well, we don't right. have Moderna right now. But right. I say that to say I didn't have, I didn't care necessarily which vaccine I was getting. Right. I just wanted to get and vaccinated. Here's the, and here's the difference between the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccination vaccines. Uh, it's shot time. Uh, the Pfizer is you get your first shot and then you get the second one 21 days later. The Moderna, right. you get your first injection that you get the second one. 28 days later um outside of that they're pretty similar the way they exactly. work is, is very similar it's basically the same so they're they're practically different names different names, <laughs> names same, uh, same same thing same, same thing <laughs> yeah so uh second question um a lot of people are feeling like well do i really need to get that second dose will i have immunity if i don't get that that second dose You'll have partial immunity. Exactly. So if you're right. okay with partial, right, then um, roll with wanna, it. But you want a you want a partial seatbelt in your car? <laughs> we can just give you the lap belt. A, a partial, a partial, a partial airbag. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just right. once again, let's make sure everybody understands it is important to get the second dose, so you will have full immunity. Get the initial, get the booster, so that you'll have yes. the full immunity that the vaccine is capable of 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 bestowing upon you exactly so you, can, you can as they say be blessed <laughs> be blessed Praise <laughs> be. yes so i think we have done a pretty great job of discussing um the vaccine the pros um the myths the facts and why you should get the vaccine so overall get the vaccine Get the vaccine. Whichever vaccine is available to you as soon as it is available to you, please go and get it. Exactly. If, you don't um, do, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for me. And I know you don't know me, but do or it do for it me. For, do or it do it for, for Mimi. Do it for right. Mimi. Mima. Gma. Uh, Paul. Papa. Uh, uh, Auntie. Uh, Everybody. Uh, May Just, Main, all of them. Just yes. you know, do it. Get, get the vaccine. Yes, it's... I'm telling you, you will heal the world, make it a better place, make this pandemic stop. That's that's what the goal is. Right. You got to see the bigger, bigger picture. It is the only way that we're going to get out of this and get back to, like I said, the, the hookah bar. You want to get, get back to the hookah bar? You want to get back to popping it? The hookah bars are are uh, are still going though. Oh, I, listen, I've seen what they've been doing down in Houston, and just yes, travesty. Oh, little bow wow down there making appearances, oh. and just come on now. I, you know what? When I saw that, I said, "Well, not a brunch." I said, "Who who is risking their life for little bow wow?" I mean. I, I mean, yes, I, I like a little music and stuff, but I'm not risking it for a little. Well, I'm sorry. I guess he's not little Bow Wow for Bow Wow okay, okay. Um, anymore. But yeah, I was. <sighs> that's a whole nother conversation. What, what can be said that has not been said? <laughs> what, what can we say that has not been said? That has not been said. So I, I hope we have answered some of your questions and concerns. Um, as always, uh, we advise you to discuss your individual issues and concerns with your own physician, okay? 
Uh, we're giving, important. yes, we're giving our uh, thoughts and um, ideas and the information that we know, but we don't know you individually and your medical um, issues and, you know, what is right for you. So, and I also just want to put out there, like we, I think we mentioned just briefly, you know, there's no, we're not judging and we're not saying that those that have concerns or reservations about getting the vaccine, that those are not valid. We understand that there is definitely some validity to having those concerns. We just want to educate and inform and help you to make the right decision for yourself. I would never belittle anyone or begrudge anyone their um, uh, trepidations that they might have about um, a mass vaccination program or anything of that nature that involves health care um, that is being in any way organized or pushed by um, a government, a governmental en entity. Yes, um, you know, we there's understand. A, there's, there's a long history, particularly in the in the black community, and all I can do, I feel it, you know, I can say, I get it, I understand, um, but here's what, here's what I know, here's what I've learned, and here's, and I will, I will lead by example and say, here's what I'm, I am doing, doing, and and anything that I can do to help push people towards that end, I'm going to do it. Exactly. So, point being, don't miss your shot. Go get vaccinated if you know um, you're able to um, as soon as you can. Um, that is the most important thing. Um, I just want to say thank you for Dr. Peebles for being on here. I knew My that pleasure. he was good to be he, with you, Dr. That he was going to be so, an entertaining so guest. Of you. So proud <laughs> well, of you thank with your you. Podcast and your little business. Uh, you know, you're I'm doing big things. <sighs> We're, I'm, I'm out here trying. You know, a boss lady. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta become a boss during the pandemic. You hey, know, you gotta, it's, 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 a, it's a time of changes. So, yeah. So we I'm hope right. that we can have you back to discuss some other. Wonderful Anytime hot topics. I, 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 I have, I know so little about so many things. Yes, with just enough, just enough. So for our listeners, um, if you have any questions or feedback for the breakdown, please email the show at drdrdiagnosis at diagnosemenow.com. Um, also, you can follow the breakdown on Instagram and Facebook at the breakdown with Dr. Diagnosis. Also, remember that my telemedicine company, Dr. Diagnosis, will be launching in the next few weeks. So to stay up to date on all information about Dr. Diagnosis, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Diagnose Me Now. And remember, even if you don't need to see a provider immediately on Dr. Diagnosis, you can check out the website at www.diagnosemenow.com. We have plenty of resources on COVID-19, the vaccine, influenza, mental health, and other important health information. So get ready for our next episode titled, There's a Problem Down There. There will be a part one and a part two on this topic. So stay tuned. Until next time, stay safe and keep you and your loved ones healthy. See you soon.